Hey, welcome back to Wednesdays in the Word. I'm Dr. Stan, and it's just great to be able to share the Word of God with you. Hey, today I want to focus our attention, uh, I give this a little title, simply an example to follow. And I've got a couple of passages of Scripture I want to share with you, and then just kind of launch and share some thoughts. And Again, you want to check us out on, at vision.edu, booksbyvision.org, drstandycoven.org. We'd love to share with you more about what we do and how we do it, and especially if you want to study and get yourself prepared for, either greater, for even greater service. We'd love to help you. Hey, so in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Let no one look down on your youthfulness. I'd also say, don't let them look down on your oldfulness either. But anyway, but rather in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity, show yourself an example to those who believe. In Titus chapter 2, verses 6 through 8 says, Likewise, the young men uh, are to be sensible in all things. Show yourself to be an example, again, of good deeds with purity of doctrine, dignified, sound in speech, which is beyond reproach in order that the opponent may be put to shame, having nothing bad to say about us. Well, you know, there's lots of words in there that are discussed by Paul in his personal letter to one to Timothy, one to Titus. Remember that Timothy and Titus were really sons in the Lord of Paul, and they were called uh, to follow him. They were called to be taught and trained by him, and they were eventually sent out as ambassadors, not of Paul, but ambassadors of Christ. And, you know, an ambassador's responsibility is not to make policy, but to uh, express the policy, the desires, the needs of someone greater than them. We're all ambassadors for Christ. And so uh, I just wanted to share some thoughts you know, from this passage of Scripture. Um, you know, one of the things that I find that's so important is we need, especially we need leaders who are good examples. Uh, they're examples both in their word, but also in their actions. Uh, you know, I <laughs> my, remember my mom telling me years ago, you know, your actions speak so loud I can't hear a word you're saying. And that was usually when I did something that she wasn't happy with which happened almost on a daily basis. But I, I, I got the message that our words and our actions, I mean, they really should line up together. They should be consistent. And if they're not, then there's a problem. It's a, it's a form of hypocrisy. You know, in the, in the Old Testament and the New Testament, there are lots and lots of examples of men and women who really show us a way to live that brings about God's greater purposes in our lives. For instance, there were prophets in the Old Testament who were examples of suffering and patience. In James chapter 5, verse 10 talks about that. You know, the prophets, you know, a call to be a prophet nowadays is considered, wow, what a great thing, what a, what a wonderful. But back in the Old Testament, it was a little problematic. Most of them got stoned. I mean, they got thrown into pits. Uh, many of them were killed. You know, it was a tough gig back in the Old Testament days. But they show us an example of perseverance and suff- in the midst of suffering. You know, we, we live in, a, in the Western culture that says, you know, if you've got the tw- a twinge of pain, drop a pill. I mean, suffering for us? I mean, I'm not suggesting for a moment that we should tolerate uh, not being well. I mean, God has called us to live a life that includes the fullness of our salvation, which 
part of that is our healing. But, you know, healing does presuppose sickness, that there's going to be times and seasons that we may suffer from uh, illnesses. We may suffer from setbacks financially and otherwise. But in the middle of whatever we're going through, because we know what we're called to be and called to do, we suffer and we endure. You know, there's situations in the Old Testament, like Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, my goodness, it's an example of how ungodliness, you know, can ruin a city, can ruin a community, and the judgment that can come because of it. You know, ultimately, Jesus is our example for everything. For I have given you an example that you should do as I do, John 13, 15, talking about foot washing or showing humility and caring for one another. The Old Testament examples for bad things are incredible and the ones in the New Testament as well. But one of the things we know for certain, God wants us to be a good example. So let's just go back to this passage of Scripture very briefly. So he's talking to Timothy. Now, Timothy was a young man, which means probably he was under 40. Uh, now, again, many people say, oh, you, you know, you hit 30, you're, you're starting to get into middle age. Uh, you know, in biblical days, an elder, I mean, you couldn't really be an elder until you were age 40, so younger than that, you were considered a young man, and many of the elders, most likely in the city of Ephesus, might have looked down on Timothy, even though he was called and sent as an apostle to that city. And so Paul is just reminding him, don't look down, and don't let anyone else look down on you. But remember who you are. Remember what you're called to be. Remember all the things I've taught you, and rest in that reality. And thus, in your speech and in your behavior, be an example. In your love and in your faith, be an example. I mean, sometimes, especially on the freeway, it's not easy to, be, to feel loving feelings toward people, but we still can show loving actions. And God has called us to love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbors ourselves. And remember, the neighbor was people from a different political, economic, and religious persuasion, the Samaritans. So, I mean, you know, learning to love your neighbor in some ways feels like learning to love your enemy, and maybe they're similar in that sense, but learning to love them is key. And we need to live a life daily of faith. I mean, our trust being in God and in his goodness. Also in purity. Now, purity didn't mean, you know, beat yourself and, you know, o- you know, only eat certain food. or It wasn't about any of that. It had to do with living according to the principles of the Word of God. Having a pure mind. Whatsoever things are pure and good and just and of good reward. Think on these things. So Paul is reminding Timothy that he needs to be a good example for those who believe. Because people are watching you. People are watching us all the time. Again, to, to Titus, he says, to show yourself, you know, I mean, as beyond reproach in your good deeds, that is, don't just have good words, but let's have some good actions, and purity of doctrine. Now, yeah, that's important. In other words, purity, again, means the sound doctrine, the apostolic doctrine based upon the prophetic 
uh, word from the Old Testament about Christ's coming and that he would fulfill all righteousness, etc. And, and the apostolic doctrine of the teachings of Christ in the teachings of the New Testament to be sound, to be clear about those things, to not waver back and forth. And that's why the teaching of good doctrine, I mean, I, one of my favorite you know, books is uh, Dr. Chance uh, on doctrines. I mean, it's just basic uh, you know, church doctrine stuff, but it's really, really good. It helps to give you a good sense of the foundation of faith. You can find it, you know, by the way, on booksbyvision.org. Uh, it's, uh, it's, you know, excellent work. But here we know that Titus was being encouraged to make sure that you stay true to the doctrine or the teaching that he had received under Paul. That he be sound in speech. That is, that he speak well and speak clearly uh, the word of God. And uh, knowing that in, in doing that, if you're stable, if you're strong, if you're clear, if you're, what you're presenting is really the true word of God, that no matter what comes, what difficulties may come your way, you're going to be able to, to stand. You know, God's called us, I think, to be good examples. Paul was a great example. Peter, in many ways, was a great example. But he was a great example in both his successes and his failures. You know, when Peter denied Christ, he did, I mean, full out, full stop. He, he went for it. But when he returned and repented, he did the same. I mean, he, he wasn't flawless. He was not perfect. He still had trouble, you know, dealing with the Jew and Gentile issue, even though God gave him the revelation that there's no you know, unique nation in the world, that, the, that whosoever will may come. Nonetheless, you know, Peter d- demonstrated a life over time of one who was truly submitted to Christ. You know, my hope, my dream is that when I get to the end of my road, which is hopefully at least 30 years from now, um, that at that time, I'll be able to look back and say, Lord, I, I've been faithful. I know, I mean, I, I look forward and I hope to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. But most of that comes by living day by day to the best of our ability, faithful to God's word, in obedience to God's word, and simply working to be the best example that we can be. Hey, when we blow it, we confess, we repent, we ask for forgiveness, we do what we have to do to make sure we get back on track. But in every day, in every way possible, we want to be a good example. We need leaders today that are good examples. And if you're in a position of leadership, whether it's a small group or, or some outreach program or however in your business, recognize that you have a responsibility and you have the ability because of Christ in you, because you've been filled with Holy Spirit you have the ability to live an example where people will be able to see, I don't know what's with that guy or with that gal, but there's something unique about them. And man, uh, you know, they're consistent. Their, their conduct is good. Their hearts are pure. Their word is clear. There's something about them that's just attractive and giving us the opportunity to share with them, hey, it's not me and my own personality. It's Christ in me which is the hope of glory. Well, hey, it's just my honor to be able to share the word with you today. 
check us out again on the web at uh, drstandycoven.org, vision.edu, booksbyvision.org. And looking forward to seeing you again next Wednesday.